everybody and welcome back to another fun special episode of Witch Fix. Say hello to Vanda. Hello. Why are you saying hello to yourself? Uh, ah, gotcha. No, full curses. <laughs> I shall have to take my revenge. That was a very clever, smooth segue. About revenge. Well, oh, sort of. It's sort of, it's, it's, it's basically, it's revenge for nothing. Yeah. Um. So we'll get into that. Uh, we are doing a review today of a movie. The movie is called Friend Request. It is a certificate 15, and I'm going to trigger one right now for discussions of suicide. A lot of suicide mentions in the film, various suicides, uh, and things that are kind of suicide, but plot-wise shouldn't probably be considered that. And also um, self-mutilation, self-harm. Uh, so this film is one which is very similar to a lot of other social media-themed horror films. Uh, but I got turned onto this one by the Flophouse podcast, which review like bad films uh, or critically unsuccessful films or films that were just not good. Um, so they reviewed this one and they mentioned that it happened to have like magic, um, black magic, which is stuff in it. And I was like, oh, because otherwise I never would have watched it because on the surface of it, it does appear to be just a film about Facebook mm. and some sort of like revenge horror type stuff had you ever heard of this i had heard of this film but i'd also muddled it up with a very similar looking film that came out right about the same time and that film was unfriended which that, would have been a better title for this yeah one. that's possibly why this film is called friend <laughs> is request. called friend request because they didn't get to unfriended first um but unfriended from what i've gathered of the plot looks more like your standard sort of ghosty haunting type scenario and less with the magic mm. Um, but Unfriended got a sequel, and this one didn't. And I can sort of see that it doesn't need one, but I find that interesting. Yeah. Um, so this film was made, well, or at least released to DVD back in 2015. So it's quite a recent film. And the main character is played by uh, a lady who is in The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead. Potentially both. I don't really watch either, but there, there you go. Uh, so it definitely has actors in it who have been in other things. And the quality of the acting throughout is, is I would say, pretty good yeah there's there's some slightly awkward dubbing at one point yes but that's not really the actor's fault that's that's a post decision yes <laughs> uh so to get into the plot so launch us in with the trebuchet of events uh we sort of start out in um medias rest we have marina the sort of uh, antagonist of the film her uh suicide is announced during a lecture and we see two uh young girl characters students uh, reacting to this uh, in a way that is slightly different to the rest of their classmates. They seem a lot more shocked, a lot more appalled. And also that one of them does seem to be in her mid-thirties. Yeah. So there I, we go. I will say, for an American film about college students, uh, none of them really look like they're 19 years old, but most of them look like they're at least in their early 20s. There is one actress who looks very much like she's in her mid-30s, but... That's that's not too bad, you it's know? A, yeah, like, it's pretty good. Comparatively. Yeah. Uh, we then get, like, a little flash. We're, like, two weeks earlier, so before, obviously, the suicide and events leading up to it. And we get jump-scared by a kitten video, mm -hmm. uh, which has been sent to the main character, Laura Woodson, by her best friend, Liv, uh, and the other girl who um, whose name I didn't get. but the, Izzy. Izzy. The other girl's Izzy. name. Uh, there's another friend character. Uh, and then we get like a little Facebook montage, basically giving us all of Laura's life. We get all the events she's been to, the parties, pictures. We see her interests, basically just go through her whole Facebook profile in a sort of 
one part. Yeah, you get to find out, like, sort of, if you want to read between the lines as well, there's some stuff about, like, she posts about, oh, it would have been my dad's birthday today, so you find out that her dad's died, mm. but she's maybe a more sort of well-adjusted, if a bit, like, weirdly public about it. Um, you get to see her boyfriend, who she seems to be in a very, like, again, very public-facing relationship. Yeah, his name is Tyler. Um, it, there is this kind of idea throughout the film of sort of public expressions of friendship versus online friendship, uh, and also the kind of way you curate and present your own mm. life to people, which I, I guess is part of the parcel of it being like a social media-themed film, is that it has to comment on. Uh, my biggest problem with this opening was the fact that young people don't really use Facebook like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tricky because Facebook has been very slowly declining Past, like, yeah, now it's all like minions, memes about anti-vax yeah, stuff. Yeah, like the generally speaking, the people who are currently in college or university who are using Facebook are mostly using it to share memes. Like, yeah, it's, it's less sort of or to promote a particular thing they're doing. Yeah. Like, it's. I feel like for the purposes of the movie, it could just have easily have been Instagram because it seems yeah. to be mostly picture focused, as we'll see as we mm -hmm. get into more of the plot. And about followers slash friends. Yes. Um, it, it could honestly have been any social network. I think Facebook is possibly the one that like allowed them to give to have the license or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think if if it is going to stick with Facebook, you might have to kind of imagine it's more like two thousand and eight. <laughs> just yeah, just sort of pretend <laughs> that that it's way back when and it'll be fine. Uh, now we find out that she's doing a psychology course and her professor is doing a lecture on internet addiction disorder, which he says um, often is a manifestation of other mental illnesses such as depression, which is kind of an interesting mm. idea and a theme because obviously Laura seems to be quite obsessed with Facebook. Mm. All the interactions we see involve Facebook in some way. Um, we were going to get a bit more into her character, but she remains kind of, to a certain extent, a closed book. Yeah, it was an interesting one because um, she, like all of the main characters, are very online. Like they, they are pretty much in every scene. They have a phone or a laptop or something, and I like that. In a way, that wasn't treated as necessarily the like bad thing. Yeah, it was just a this is a fact of life now, and if this were like. 200 years ago it would be the same sort of story but just with a different new and weird object that's captured everyone that is quite excitement what i liked about the book uh, what the, uh, it's about the book what i liked about the film mm. to a certain extent was the kind of modernization of the subject matter that it deals with later on um which, which we'll get into yes. when we when we reach it um so from afar in the cafeteria one day uh we see um laura being noticed by someone who is Basically, I think what Bella Swan would be if she wasn't a teenage fantasy. Mm. It's just this girl who's very pale, sitting alone with a sort of grey hoodie up over her sort of black straggly hair. And she has no eyebrows, which um, is explained later because she like pulls out mm. her own hair as part of a mental disorder. But she is staring at Laura and Laura kind of shyly like smiles at her like, oh, we've made eye contact kind mm. of way. Um, and then we're introduced to this character being called Marina. Uh, and then later that day, Marina, whose Facebook name is literally first name M-A, last name Rina, as in there's no last name there. Um, we see her page. She sends a friend request to Laura. And Laura comments on the fact to her friends who are around at the time that this 
girl has no friends. She has a zero friend count. And when we see Marina's Facebook page, there's a lot of ominous black and white drawings that she's done. And also, under her interests, I only noticed one in at the mm. sidebar, because there were quite a few, but the one I fixated on showed that she had an interest in magic with a K. Mm. Uh, so we're already introducing this idea of like witchcraft. Uh, we get to see some of the artwork that she's done in the sort of little animated short. Yeah, I think that's supposed cool. to be gifts, possibly. Yeah. Because they like there's some some of them cycle through the same kind of image yeah. over and over, uh, whereas some of them look like longer form videos. But generally she seems to be some sort of like animator. Yeah. And um lots of the artwork has to do with forests, uh, a house burning, various dark ominous buildings, mirrors. Mirrors, broken mirrors in particular, mm. a pale girl with dark hair who appears to be a marina and, and various other things, but it's kind of in a slightly cartoony yeah, look. Yeah, it, it's sort of like a gothic, slightly scary cartoon, but in a kind of a Tim Burton sort of thing. Yeah, like sort of Emily the Strange, yeah. Tim Burton type thing. Um, Laura sort of looks at these and says, oh, she's really talented, she's really cool. She accepts the friend request because she just, you know, wants to be nice. Um, and then we see her hanging out with Marina as they walk to class, which uh, they have psychology class together. And she's trying to be nice, um, just friendly, because Marina is a recent transfer. Um, I will say that at this point, like, and in fact, throughout the movie, Laura comes off as like a really nice character, mm. um, which is why I said it was sort of a revenge movie that's revenge for nothing, because she does try and do the right thing. Yeah, like there's there's no, this type of film where there's the, the social outcast who, like, I'm sure, even if you haven't seen the movie, you're already starting to piece together where the plot is going to go at well, this yeah. point. And a lot of these types of films exist where it's really more a group of popular bullies get what's coming to them. Whereas this is someone is just generally trying to be a nice human being and get sucked into something that is way over their head purely by way of someone else's reading into the situation. Like, which which we will which see. We'll get to. Um, and also, I would like to say though, every time that she's like talking about Marina, uh, because Marina does become more and more present in her life, she comments on all of Laura's pictures, all of Laura's stuff. She sends her multiple messages over and over and over again, just very needy, very constantly wanting her attention, which is kind of sad. But when Laura voices concerns to her friends, they act like complete jerks. Mm. Um, they're very derisive of Marina. They call her a creepy bitch. And various other things like that, and say that she should just drop her. But Laura doesn't want to be mean. Laura doesn't want to do that. But I will say, like at this point, I thought it was quite clever because this is a situation I think pretty much anyone who has been online has been in, where you know you've thought, oh, okay, well, sure, you know, we can follow each other, whatever, you know. And then someone ends up getting too clingy, and you have to sort of make a decision of like, do I want to try and like foster this relationship, or am I gonna? Trying to edge put, my way out. Yeah, am I gonna like put a firm foot down? Like, what's gonna happen here? And like, it did paint them as quite the sort of unfeeling people, but it wasn't an unreasonable yeah, reaction. I, I think. Oh, I think later on, when it becomes a little bit more serious, then that reaction would have been justified. But mm. to start with, they do just seem kind of mean. Um, but then Laura has a very weird dream. Well, she gets woken up by a weird noise in the middle of the night. Um, it's a sort of tapping sound. She goes to the window uh, and it's a bug, uh, which is uh, later I think revealed to be a black wasp. Um, but it's bumping against the glass and as she follows it along the window. She sees Marina just suddenly on the other side of them 
covered in wasps and then she wakes up because of the debris. So the atmosphere at the moment, very creepy, very tense. Mm. And we already know that obviously Marina's going to kill herself. So there's quite a lot of, of, of tension building up. Because this behaviour is so weird, Laura goes back through Marina's profile to see if she can find out a little bit more about her. And underneath all of the kind of gothic, spooky cartoons are even weirder stuff, which seems to be photographs. It's sort of more realistic. And there's two people with like swollen up faces with the eyes swollen. They look kind of like they've had like burn grafts or something yeah. like this. Uh, a pregnant belly covered in like carved mm-hmm. symbols on a similarly like burned person uh, a building that's on fire um, um details from like baby's head like a baby doll's heads being sort of ripped off and thrown across the room and there's one that's like a little sort of the decals that you put on like nursery doors yeah. that look like wooden figures of like adorable animals being splattered with blood and it's all in black and white and it's all very sort of intense like film grainy yeah. so obviously this seems less kind of like loner outsider art and more uh, aggressive and more disturbed so laura starts to get you know the willies and her friends encourage her to uninvite marina from her upcoming birthday party because marina kind of invited herself because she doesn't really want to do that she ends up telling marina on a voice call facetime call i think um that it's actually just going to be a private dinner she's going out with her boyfriend uh it's actually not it's dinner with friends and her mum and uh because they're all snapping pics and putting them up on Facebook and tagging um, Laura in them, Marina sees this mm. as it's happening, which is a pretty big duh. Yeah. And we do uh, we do see, sort of aside from the dreams, after we start getting notes of the sort of uh, unnaturalness about Marina at this point in time. Uh, during the video call where Laura tells the lie, uh, Marina's eyes, the sort of, the call starts lagging and glitching out in the way that video calls do, but they seem to be focused very strongly around her eyes, which I thought was a very effective way of warning the audience. <laughs> it is. It, things start getting a, a little bit creepy. And the next day, Marina catches up with Laura in the cafeteria and confronts her. And Laura initially says, like, you know, I'm, I'm really sorry, but, uh, you know, we, we just had a party. I'm sorry I didn't take the truth, uh, which is kind of, you know, an apology and kind of also not. But then Marina basically flips out, calls her a liar, says that she's going to end up alone again, uh, just like always. Blah 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 blah. It gets Laura doesn't know how it feels to be truly alone, and so uh, that gets pretty intense. Uh, we also find out that uh, Laura's boyfriend is pre-med or something because he's doing rounds mm. for, in a hospital. And then later on, Laura gets home. Marina tries to call her on a video call, and she doesn't answer. And then she unfriends Marina. Because at this point, she's had enough and she just kind of wants to distance herself uh, from the events. Uh, she then gets like a little creepy jump scare moment. I thought this was another dream, but I think it actually is happening. Um, she goes down the hallway. We see like a creepy bone framed mirror mm. on the wall. And when she looks into it, it's the forest in there. And there's like a creepy shadow figure that comes quite close to the glass. She gets jump scared by that and also a figure behind her. But then when she's disturbed by her friend Liv and looks back at the mirror, it's just the normal mirror that is always hanging there. That, uh, so that's pretty creepy. Mm. Uh, then we get back to the point at which the film started with the announcement of Marina's suicide. But we get two pieces of information straight away, which are even more creepy, I think, than, mm. than the information about the suicide, which is that no one knows where she killed herself because she videotaped it and it put it up on the university website. But 
she wasn't in her room. She was in some sort of unknown location. So they haven't found her body yet. And also that she had effectively erased herself from the school database. And there's speculation that Marina might not have been a real person to begin with, that she was there under a false identity. Instant way to sort of add her, like, oh, there's there's something else happening here. This isn't just the way we think it is. Yeah, there's a, like a whole other level to, mm. to what we thought was, was going on. Uh, that night, Marina somehow, uh, from beyond the grave, manages to upload a new video, which is the video of her suicide, um, to Facebook, and she sends it to Laura. And Laura freaks out, yes. understandably. Laura <laughs> sees it, and basically, Marina appears to have killed herself by uh, hanging herself, but over a fire. A fire made of a picture of Laura. And then the next day, when Laura wakes up and goes into classes, everyone on campus is looking at her weird, and you see a little, um, what are those things called when you um overlay yeah a text overlay that shows her follower count which is like 800 plus friends but it's going down because the video of marina's suicide was posted on her facebook wall and she tagged every single mm. one of her friends in it but obviously laura didn't do that so uh, it's it's more it's, creepy yeah. stuff. she also finds out that she is locked out of her account so she can't take the video down and she also can't just delete her account to get rid of it and she cannot unfriend marina who has been added back to her friends list. Uh, she also finds Facebook and they're not very yes. helpful. No. Which was the most true to life That's pretty moment realistic. of the film, really. <laughs> <laughs> we meet, uh, well, we, we're reintroduced to another one of her friends who is called Kobe, mm. I think. He obviously has a massive crush on Laura, but she's dating Simon. Uh, I think they established through the film that Kobe and Laura were a thing and they stopped going out and now she's dating Tyler and there's a bit of a triangle there. Um, sort of that triangle doesn't really come to anything and later no. becomes more of a dot yeah <laughs> <laughs> so she goes to see kobe who like um does computer stuff uh, and he decides to try and hack into facebook essentially to remove this video and then the code comes up looking like the matrix but made of sigils and he's yeah. like that's not what code looks like this is fucking weird which was a great moment because at first i thought it was just a movie not understanding what code looked like again and then he was like no this is what code looks like that's not code i don't know what it is which i was very happy about yes. <laughs> he also didn't say i'm in yes <laughs> which was great uh but they do check marina's facebook wall again and one of the kind of woodcut looking pictures on there shows a woman hanging herself and burning alive over a fire uh in front of a mirror on a wall so that's weird yeah. uh laura then sees that her pictures are being reposted on marina's account but they appear to be in black and white and now her friends faces are doing sort of weird twisty morphy things which is not great not, not good <laughs> and gus is one of her friends his face is the one doing the weird morphy thing so obviously he Die. because in a movie where there are no black people the fat people must die first yes that's uh there are no gays so i guess they'd go first no. if they were yeah um, I, th I think it generally goes black people gay people then fat people. then fat people then annoying people who have had sex, sex and then and the last people are left then alive. there's like the final girl yeah that's how they work so that's fun uh but gus's death is at least cool and interesting so you know gotta yeah. give him that um he's at his computer i think yes he's on his laptop looking through something we don't really get to see what yeah and then he sort of starts to see weird things yeah, happening his camera starts glitching it's really weird 
Uh, and then his computer just blacks out and you get to see... Oh, his... no, no, the, the other weird thing happens. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he's been friended by Marina um, mm. and then he notices that his computer's going kind of apeshit and then it goes to a black screen and then he looks at it with the image of himself and it is like, oh, that's weird. Goes away from the screen, but his reflection stays in exactly the same position, yes. uh, which was really cool. And um, there's a, quite a lot of subtle scares in this yeah. film, like of just like things you see in the background. So uh, he hears someone at the door, which is why he moves away from the computer because he thinks there's someone at the door. Yes, he goes out into the corridor and it's empty and the lights don't work. Yes, then some weird and scary shit happens. He sees like a, a swarming bug's nest, uh, which is obviously quite mm. scary. Um, and obviously it was similar to the bugs that we'd already seen uh, elsewhere. And he sees the people with swollen up faces mm -hmm. that we saw earlier. He gets chased into the lift because in the event of an emergency, definitely get in the lift. Yeah. I felt like this was just like meanness because he was being bad. I don't know. I think it's more that he like, he was when, when we did get to see a lot of him, yeah. he was quite a sort of a like bubbly, goofy kind of character. Oh, bubbly. And I think it was supposed to be a thing of like, he just does not work well under pressure. He does not <laughs> like, work well under he pressure. He didn't seem like the sort of guy who worked well under pressure. However, he's in the lift and there's a bunch of bugs and symbols in there mm -hmm. with him. And then he gets got by some sort of woman in the corner. Mm -hmm. And then we cut down to the lobby. His girlfriend, also fat, comes in and opens the lift to go upstairs and he's in there and I thought he'd be dead. Yeah, I did too. But the inside of the lift is just kind of covered in bloody handprints and stuff and he's just bashing himself off the walls like uh, he's a moth and the elevator yes. is a light bulb. Or like he's trying to somehow get rid of invisible insects swarming all over his face. Yes. This was kind of a recurring theme in some of the other murders which obviously happen mm. because it's a horror film. The, the creepy... Um, supernatural stuff that they see when they are about to die and do die um isn't actually happening which i kind of liked mm. um because i felt like if it was just something that they could see uh, that was somehow more scary i think it also fed into the like with marina as a character like we see we understand everything that we know about her from the like animated videos mm. and the gifts and things so i kind of liked the idea that she's sort of creating more things i was expecting this film to be really stupid and i felt quite lied to as it continued and i was like oh oh there's intelligent filmmaking choices here oh yeah. no <laughs> and uh, basically all the things that are seen by the people who are about to die like the, the stung people the bugs all this stuff is explained later as part of marina's sort of personal story mm. so we'll, we'll get into that uh now Gus's girlfriend, Izzy, blames Laura for what happened to Gus because he'd been having nightmares about the Marina stuff, which uh, would never have happened if Laura had befriended her. Uh, this is the point where we were like, you know how all those people think they're cursed? That's not cursed. This is cursed. Yeah, like, like, oh no, I broke my favourite mug and I have lost every pair of keys I've put on the table. That's clearly, not cursed. I am cursed by Black Mac. <laughs> no, you're not important enough. This is what happened. This is cursed. So that, that, that was good. Uh, unfortunately, the next day, the video of Gus dying in the elevator is also posted to Laura's account and she starts losing more friends. When she tries to put a status up saying, I'm not posting these, the words change to, you will know how it feels to be lonely, smiley face. So it's pretty obvious now that Marina is trying to destroy her friendships uh, one way or another by either killing her closest friends and also making her kind of a public a figure of 
hatred. She then gets suspended from school uh, and they find out that Marina friended Gus right before he died, so that's obviously a bad omen. But the uh, Kobe, the cracker guy, manages to isolate sounds in the video of Gus's death, which are wasps buzzing, uh, which sort of implies you know, a hint as to what was actually mm. going on. He also Googles this and finds that black wasps are supposed to follow and protect witches. I Googled this and could not find that it was a thing, but wasps have been considered to be familiars previously, as have like butterflies and other insects. So it kind of does make sense uh, upon the law that maybe the wasps are her familiars. There is also a thing of, I think, black wasps are from a very specific region. No idea. I, I, I did some Googling myself. Okay. <laughs> um, but I think they're from a specific region, so it could be that in that specific area's folklore, maybe they are. But yeah, wasps as familiars are a thing, and apparently they represent dogged perseverance. Telling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, based on this evidence and wanting to know more, they break into Marina's room and find a picture of her at his school in like a class picture. But two of the other students have their faces scratched out, which is concerning. Uh, Laura then manages to track down and visit the school, and she finds out that the scratched out kids are in fact dead, uh, and that they were bullies of Marina, and that uh, they were found dead in a factory and their faces were mutilated. So they seem to be those two swollen faced people who mutilated after having been stung a hell of a lot by wasps yes which was uh not something they honed in on very much it was kind of treated as a throwaway line but i thought that was you know fun to have in there <laughs> it was definitely yeah. a, a, a good mention uh this is when most of the like plot drop happens because mm. uh kobe goes away and does some research he discovers that most of the pictures that marina has uploaded to facebook are in an album called black mirrors and when he Googles Black Mirror, although he does get references to the Charlie Brooker series, which I, I did enjoy, uh, he finds out that Black Mirrors have been used for scrying and seances and witchcraft, which is pr pretty appropriate. And at the same time, we find out from the teacher at the school that Marina was a ward of the state. She was an orphan and she was bullied. And so she would spend a lot of time online in corners of the Internet where she saw things no child ever should have, which seems like a failure of the school. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes she would stare into the black screen for hours, just staring into nothingness. So it's kind of clear from that that the black screen is therefore functioning as like a black mirror, but like a modern technical yes. version. Which I thought was really cool because like it is very jarring when your screen suddenly blacks out and you see like just the worst you. angle of yourself <laughs> staring back at you, like, oh. Um, but yeah, also like I just really like that they went to Black Mirrors as a thing, yeah. because that's an underused tradition, but I quite like uh, that they went there. Like, I don't know, some kind of bullshit with like, oh, there's crystals in your phone, or whatever. <laughs> there's crystals in your phone. Uh, Tyler then starts posting on his Facebook to kind of try and defend Laura, but he feels a sharp pain in his head when he does this and pulls a wasp out of his ear mm. with tweezers. Which is horrifying, but yep. also great. Uh, <laughs> Laura then asks Tyler to get Marina's uh, confidential medical file so they can find out, you know, where she came from before she was at the school, which he agrees to do because he just pulled a wasp out of his ear. Yeah, he's starting to get the idea that something weird is going on and yeah. that it's not just that her Facebook got hacked. We then get some sort of generic spooky scenes of Liv taking a spooky shower, uh, Gus's girlfriend, like, looking at pictures on her phone that are going funny. 
But Gus's girlfriend, Izzy, is definitely the next one to go. Her frozen image is again seen on the screen even after she puts the phone down. And when she goes to the window, she sees a burning house just outside. Like mm. the world outside is gone. It's just this burning house. Uh, and then there's a burned pregnant lady. She gets chased down a corridor to find her own like body post-suicide. Uh, and then she kills herself, essentially. Yeah. But then when they look at the footage later, the hospital, which she was walking through going, is anybody there? Because it was empty. You see her doing that, but there are people around, which I thought was also the like when she was going through it seemed very late at night but the security footage suggests it was like clearly during fairly busy hours because yeah. you know people were like no one tried to stop her moving or anything but they they sort of were looking at her very weirdly yeah i, I kind of judge the hospital people for mm. not for not helping her um so this video also gets uploaded to Laura's page because that's just a thing we're doing now. Mm -hmm. And she's now down to like 200 friends. Uh, Liv then tries to delete her account, theorizing that obviously if she can't get friended by Marina, she can't be murdered by Marina, mm -hmm. which is something that we've been saying like yeah. since the first one. But she is unable to delete her account. She also can't unfriend Laura. Yeah. So she they're all pretty much locked in. I think it's everyone who was at the birthday dinner. Yeah, everyone who was in that photo that got posted at the very fucked. start of all of this is a locked-in target and is fucked. Yeah. Uh, Tyler uncovers the story behind like uh, Marina's childhood. Basically, she was uh, the only survivor of a house fire, or essentially the only survivor mm. of a house fire. We'll get into that later. Uh, and then Kobe explains about Black Mirrors. He says that the suicide uh, that Marina did and that was depicted in the woodcut is uh, a ritual used by a witch to create a revenge spirit. And if they were desperate enough, they would do this so that they could kill their enemies even after their deaths. And that the only way to stop it is to destroy the original mirror, in this case, Marina's laptop. So that's a pretty nice kind of tight plot yeah. of the story. We have a clear goal. I will say this was like, I felt like this movie was very well paced, especially compared to like certain other horror films oh, I've yeah. seen, where you you know what's going to happen and you're just waiting for everyone else to catch up. It's like this was very well paced, and I think nothing sort of lingered for longer than it had to. It built the tension. It dealt with the tension. Yeah. And we were done, and it invented just enough stuff, like because obviously Black Mirrors are a real thing, but obviously I think this ritual was mm. made up for the film. Um, but it invented just enough stuff that it had stuff to reveal to you. But at the same time, there was kind of enough general knowledge there so that what it was inventing felt like it made sense yeah. and was accurate. Could feasibly have been a thing at yeah. some point. I had a lot of time for this movie. Yeah. It, was, it, was quite, um, it was quite good. Liv then does something sensible. which is, I mean, she is 30, so she should. Yeah. She locks away all her screens, um, but then she sees a bunch of printed symbols coming out of the printer. Which obviously. are moving about while they're on the paper. Yeah, which is really cool, um, but... We see that it's just Laura printing out a bunch of stuff because yeah. she's trying to find clues to try and find Marina's suicide location and ultimately the laptop. We find out that the house that burnt down was a commune for a cult and that the only surviving person was a pregnant woman and they kept her uh, basically alive even though she was brain dead until she gave birth to Marina. And Laura surmises that Marina was alone in the womb for months um, and so has always been alone even prior to birth, which is, you know, pretty uh, intense. Yeah, like, as Dark Origin stories go, that kind of cocks Batman into it, like... Don't cock Batman! <laughs> it, it's Do you just... mean knocks him into a cocked hat? 
Yes, but also cock slaps him. Okay, with, cock like, slaps him into a cock hat. Yeah, with a dick of, like, my origin story is sad. I'm trying to be serious and review things here. It's like, penis. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, because of seeing the pictures go funny, Dora realises that Liv is next, so they hurtle back to Liv's house, just in time for Liv to jump out of a window onto Tyler's truck. But she's still alive and taken to hospital. And Laura then leaves Tyler to look after Liv and goes with Kobe to the burned down house to try and locate the laptop. Uh, unfortunately, Liv gets possessed again because mm. she's next to the like vital monitoring screen. There's enough technology for this witch to get through. Oh, yes, <laughs> this witch is very good at screens. Uh, so she then attacks one of the police officers assigned to guard her, uh, takes his gun and shoots herself in the head. Yep. Yep. On the um, on arrival at the burned down house, Kobe gets a notification on his phone that he has been friended by, by Marina. So he knows that he is next and seems very freaked out. Mm -hmm. uh, they check the house. Um, they check the house's basement and find wasps' nests, carved sigils like in the walls. Uh, lots of smashed mirrors, mm -hmm. um, so obviously nothing good was happening. Plus some general sort of old-timey Victorian-style decor that was just yeah, there to goth up the place, really. Probably not intentionally <laughs> creepy like the other stuff, but it added some stuff. Yeah, uh, They get separated, and uh, Dora then tries to like locate Kobe in the basement. He's just Blair witching it up in a corner, yeah. and when he turns around, they get really close, and it seems like they're going to kiss, because... It's felt like through the movie she was kind of moving away from Tyler and towards Kobe because mm. Kobe kind of believed her about this stuff and Tyler kind of didn't. But then, oh snap, Kobe just stabs her in the stomach because he has sort of theorised that basically Marina's intention is to make Laura lonely and if Laura's dead, there's no point in killing her friends to isolate her further because she's dead and she won't care. So he's decided to stab her. Yeah, which was one of those moments where, like, th this is what this film does really well, is, like, even when people are doing things where you're like, oh, my God, how could you do that? You can fully understand why they did that. <laughs> like, exactly. There's, there's it, sense to it. There is a, a whole lot of sense. Like, even Marina, to a certain extent, once you mm. find out, like, her backstory and stuff, she's still evil. Like, yeah. what she did is still wrong. But you can kind of understand where she's coming from mm. and, and what her goal it, is. And... It's like a disproportionate emotional reaction yeah. but you can still understand it as an emotional reaction exactly like, it's like they've uh, it, it was written by someone who has actually talked to people <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> which is not a given in a lot of films <laughs> uh, laura runs away from kobe because you know he stabbed her and then she takes a taxi yeah and the guy's like are you sure you don't want to go to a hospital and she's like no i'm fine and i'm like he should take her to a hospital but anyway it's her dollar i guess mm -hmm. So he takes her to the factory, which she realises is the location where the suicide happened because it's depicted so much in the artwork of Marina and also the, the story of the, the bullied, bullying children who yeah. were like... Were it's where her. they died, so therefore it's, it's probably somewhere Marina is drawn to. Yes. Uh, so she goes there, but she also takes the address to Tyler. Tiny... Tiny. Tiny. Tyler Nolpian. Tiny Cyrus. Um, no. <laughs> Tyler stops by the uh, house. He finds Kobe, obviously not knowing that Kobe is, you know, uh, tried to kill Laura. He gives him a lift and, and they go to the factory. At the factory, there's a lot of background spookiness. Mm -hmm. uh, we see the twins quite a lot. And they're not really twins, but no. boys of similar ages with similar disfigurements. Um, 
just sort of in the background. Laura doesn't see them, but we do. Yeah. Very nice and creepy. And then Laura gets a FaceTime call from her mum, realising that now her mum is being affected. So obviously the stakes have now been upped quite mm. a lot. Tyler arrives and is all like, I'm here for you, baby. And then he gets stabbed in the neck by Kobe with a massive CGI yeah. knife. So um, this love triangle just became a line. Yep. Uh, Kobe's about to like do Laura in and then he gets killed by a bunch of wasps. So now this love triangle is a dot, yep. which is just labelled Laura. Yeah. Uh, then the little girl appears and she's like a, a younger version of Marina who says she just wants to be friends. And Laura goes through this like little door in the wall and finds um, the body of, of Marina and the laptop. And as she approaches the laptop, she sees again the, the woods and the dark mirror. And as she gets even closer, uh, the kind of camera kind of zooms out. And we see that she has somehow been transported to the woods. Uh, and then she gets uh, marinaed from behind the fence. Do you want to talk about the, the, the movie's final shocking scene? Because I was getting ready to be upset if that was just the yeah. end. Uh, and then it cut to obviously the next day or this daytime is, at yeah. school. This is one of those things where, like I was saying, I was getting kind of annoyed because I had signed up for a really like shitty, schlocky horror film. <laughs> and what I actually got was something that was quite well thought out, well paced, and had like themes it and and concepts and, running through it and depth. Like I, I was not signed up for this, so. Um, so she gets marinaed and there's like a smash cut to black on a creepy face and then you're like oh okay credits roll because this is a schlocky horror film no 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 there's another scene uh we get to see a new university we don't find out where it is but it's like a new place with new people oh i thought it was the same one but no it, they're just it, sort of generic yeah looking. they're generic looking but there there were differences there were different oh, okay. outside right. and stuff um and uh we see a lovely airy light cafeteria where there's lovely happy like sunny faced long-haired beautiful college student just hanging out eating fruit or whatever they do there and it pans across and we see laura except laura no! it was laura. you told it wrong oh well you tell it wrong. <laughs> fine but only because you did it wrong okay okay so we're in the cafeteria and then we see from behind yes we do from behind a character in a gray hoodie so it appears to be marina yes and they make eye contact with one of the smiley laughy coeds yes. who's got like long brown hair and kind of looks like laura and then when we see them from the front we see that it is laura who is now dressed like marina and she has like a really pale face and like bags and stuff and one of her eyes appears to be like the wrong color yeah but like, there appears to be like one blue and one green and uh, yeah, she's sitting there with Marina's laptop. Yes. But see, A, I'm really bad at facial recognition. But B, the thing I'm good at is eye recognition. So I saw the eyes and knew it was Laura as soon as we'd seen her face. Uh, but then when it cuts back to the angle from behind the laptop, there is like one Marina eye and one Laura eye. And the and when we see, uh, we sort of whip around to see what she's looking at on the computer, Laura's Facebook page is now the image that Marina had sort of created of the two of them together in black and white. And lots of Marina's weird sort of Tim Burton-y art. And the name is L-A as the first name and then the rest of Laura is the surname. Is the surname. So it's suggesting that perhaps they've kind of combined and become like one being with like the spirit of marina and the body of laura yeah um 
which I thought was really cool. And then I wondered if maybe that was supposed to imply that the way Marina got her powers was from her mother, uh, like, sort of, like, spiritually passing on into her before she was born, which would be cool and would explain some of the, like, uh, the desperation, I think, the whole, like, need to find someone else material to cling on to. And then I was like, oh god, how much thought went into this movie? Is there symbolism in this movie? If we watch this movie back, will we discover symbols? And that's, I feel like, when I needed to stop watching this movie <laughs> because I had not signed on for that. <laughs> it did, it got kind of deep. I mean, I, conversely, my sort of theory slash idea as to what the end of the movie meant was either that the person she knew as Marina was actually a previous victim of whatever this thing mm. was. Uh, and that maybe it was something to do with the cult, some sort of entity um, that had been, because obviously, you know, a baby in a cult, you mm. kind of get antichrist vibes from that. But maybe they had sort of invited this entity in and it caused this massive fire, had been escaping and finding new people to take over, to feed off or, or, or whatever. Um, but also the idea that it was kind of nice in a way that, now Marina wasn't alone because mm -hmm. now her and Laura were quite yeah. together. Um, it, it was kind of a weird ending. It made me think, but it was kind of nice because it didn't just end with like smash cut. She got got in the woods. Yeah. Um, and it also wasn't something that ended with like the witch being destroyed, which often happens in these films. Um, so uh, yeah, that was uh, that was. I nearly said unfriended. That was friend request. Yes. <laughs> that was. Denied. I feel like um, they're probably so angry that that film just got there like a I month would be. earlier. Like, um, oh, <laughs> so it, in terms of witchy content, this had quite a bit. It had a lot of mentions of witches. We had a lot of witchy symbols. The kind of things that I was missing from it were maybe some more rituals. Maybe if we'd have seen more like ritual paraphernalia mm. in Marina's room, maybe just to give it a little bit more of that yeah. occult flavor. Or even, like, if you're going to go as far as having her be this sort of technological witch, which I'm super on board with yeah, as a concept, fine, yeah. um, there could have been ways to incorporate that like as well. An, like an online altar? Yeah, digital altar or, like, um, I don't know, like, uh, having the laptop be sort of have, like, compass points on it and stuff for, like, different things. There's, there's all kinds of stuff you can do with technology. Yeah, it felt like there could have been some sort of element of that. Stuff. Yeah, I also really wish that they kind of went into the background of the the her mom and the cult and mm. stuff, which was not mentioned much aside from the fact that the house was said to be a commune in like one newspaper mm. article in one scene. Um, I feel like they could have done more with that. I would maybe even go as far as to say prequel mm. because that would be quite cool. Um. But, it, I mean, as it is, it is quite an interesting horror film with some genuine good scares in yeah. it. There are some jump scares as well, which I don't really care for, but there are some good scares in it. The plot is well put together. The acting is pretty good. Um, the conclusion, rewarding enough to, to yeah. get through the movie, uh, the movie for, and a decent amount of witchy content. Yeah, it, it, like, it definitely sort of stood up against a lot of other terrible horror films I've seen. And although they didn't go into a lot of specifics with the witchcraft stuff, there was like, there is magic, magic is what is doing the thing, and the person doing the thing is therefore a witch, which is 
That's fine. All I ask um, for, really. <laughs> and in terms of like the the kind of tone and the the scares and things like that, and the, the plot elements, uh, and the other films that I reviewed podcast, I would say this was kind of a slightly less intense version of Pie Wacket. So if from when I reviewed Pie Wacket that sounded too scary, this is a pretty good alternative. Mm. It did make me want to watch the Unfriended just to find out if it's like as similar, if this is like a sort of Disney, non-Disney knockoff you were, situation. You were going to have to start your own podcast, yeah. which is just films similar to films reviewed by witches, which don't have any witches in, <laughs> yes. but with like a snappier title. Yes. I think that would be the best podcast <laughs> ever. <laughs> Anywho, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, thank you, Vanda, for participating in, That's okay. in these fun reviews for these horrifying films that I make you watch. I, I enjoyed being incredibly grossed out by the wasps. <laughs> they were so waspy. And uh, for the rest of you, I will see you in the next episode. Bye! Bye.